You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Four or five days, I guess basically since like Friday night, right before Harper's birthday party, yeah. I've had a little bit of discomfort, uh, difficulty with like walking, sitting down, standing up. Mm. Um, Those are all very important going things. Going to the restroom. Also a very important thing. Yeah. And so like I was scared cool. that... Uh, I was scared that I had like a, you know, some kind of a, a hernia or, Dude, you know, maybe there was some kind of a, like some kind of colorectal cancer kind of thing. I WebMD'd myself into... Convincing myself that I had a hernia one time, yeah, and it just yeah. ended up being a, a, a pulled groin muscle. Yeah, uh, hopefully yours is uh, something similar, similarly as innocuous. Well, I mean, it's still it's so difficult. It's difficult to walk. Uh, it's like it's painful, and eventually it was like what Monday? Mm-hmm. I think no Tuesday. Tuesday I was like, fuck it, I'm going to the fucking Primacare. My doctor, who was at Harper's birthday party. Oh, it's convenient. Uh, went to England the next day. Oh, that's day, right. Yeah, so he was he's leaving nowhere around. In another continent. And Sarah was even like, you should ask him about that while he's at the party. And I was like, I'm not going to talk shop with him oh, at the party. Oh, already back then you were feeling that Yeah, bad. yeah. That was a great party, by the way. Thank you so much, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you for everything you did to make that party a success. When I saw what I had done compared to what you guys had done, I feel like it was a drop in the water. Like, no, it, was a, it was a really amazing party. It was a huge... It was a huge weight off our backs that somebody else was taking care of it. Somebody with like great artistic talent. Oh, thanks, man. Both you and your brother. Man. Yeah, Lauren he was drawing caricatures. Out. We hired him to come out and do some caricatures. We and got stuff. our third one of us, Jenna and I. Yes, from him. Uh, I I walked in the door because we can't have a party at our house without there being like like first half hour panic. Where I'm still I'm <laughs> Dude, showing that's everybody. up and the, like I've got the food and you know had to grab a few things there were things I couldn't find off Sarah's shopping list mm-hmm. it was just ridiculous so I come walking in and there's already people in the house you're blowing up balloons with Jenna yep it's like fuck I have failed this party so hard nah um so yeah no it was it was so awesome though we uh we had a, a, a good turnout. It was super fucking hot. Yes. Uh, you know, Sarah's nephew only tried to kill Harper once. <laughs> um, how's, how's the old slugger doing there? She's got that black eye. <laughs> She's doing okay. She, okay. Didn't, she ended up not getting a black eye at all. Oh, good, good. She was a little puffy that day. A little red, yeah. Uh, but then after that, it just kind of went away. She's, and they're resilient, man. They bounce she's back. A, she's a trooper, man. That's right. Um, but I didn't mean to take you off of no, uh, no. It's okay. The but, main. But she was saying like you should have asked him while he was here. I didn't want to talk about that. So I ended up like making an appointment, going to Primacare. Which was rough because I thought I was going to be hanging out with my older sister that day so I could kind of Aww. push Harper off on her Uh-oh. so I could go do this. Nope. And Lene was like, well, if you take her, if you bring her here, and I'm like, that's the whole other direction. <laughs> I'll just take her with me to Primacare. Uh, so I'm on my way there. I let Sarah know. Sarah's like, well, I'll, I'll leave work early if you want me to. And my initial instinct's like, I, this is the week where you get to work full days, you know, where yeah. I'm, I'm with the baby. I'm on daddy's staycation. Yeah. Shouldn't have to come home early. Uh, yeah. She shouldn't have to come home early. Save it for a rainy day. Then I started thinking like, what if this is something super serious mm. and they've got to send me to like the emergency room or something. Oh, right. You're going to need somebody so there. I was like, you know what? You should probably come. Uh, so she shows wow, up bad. and, uh, and so we're in there and. Uh, the doctor comes in, Dr. Whitehead. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Makes me fucking... That's his name, Dr. Whitehead. Uh, Funny, he doesn't look like a Whitehead. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I tell him all my uh, my symptoms. And as I'm finishing each one, he's like, sounds like a hemorrhoid. 
Uh, I knew like it. I knew it. Sounds like a hemorrhoid. That's a hemorrhoid. Uh-oh. I was like, are you sure? Like, because it's painful to pick things up instead. He's like, it sounds like a hemorrhoid. Wow. Uh, and so I was like, okay. He's like, well, there's only one way to find out. Oh, no. And I was like, what? Drop trout. And he's like, drop him. <laughs> and like, this is the guy's bedside manner. He's like, yes. drop him. I shook his hand the other and, day. And, and, and like, Harper is right there. And I'm like, this is going to traumatize this poor child. So I'm making her like stand on the other side of the bed. <laughs> do, you, do you Blair Witched her? Me- stand in the corner, Harper. Yes. Turn Meanwhile, this dude's like, all right, knee, you know, legs together, bend over, shoulder, elbows on the on the bed. I'm sorry, Blair. And I'm like, this. Harper, Harper, and I'm trying to like cover my cock, <laughs> which is like, I don't know if it's this condition, but it's like super small right now. So that's <laughs> sure, mine too. Really yeah, self conscious. Right. <laughs> mine is too. Well, no, I mean, I don't have the biggest dick in the world anyway, but Jesus. Uh, all right, yeah. so. So I'm bent over, and this dude, like, I feel him spread the cheeks and stuff. Oh, God. And he's like, okay, here we go. And um, he's just, and he starts going. He's like, don't, don't, don't clench against, don't fight it, or else you it's going to make it harder. And at one point, at one point, he's about two knuckles deep in me, and I'm going, ah! And that's, guys, that's when I realized, bless you, whatever your sexual preference is. Oh, no. Whatever you dig, I am totally behind you if that's what you like. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm not. I am not this guy. I cannot. I can never be gay because uh, that just hurts way too much. Wow. Very uncomfortable. Uh, so Get he's about know. two knuckles deep, and mm-hmm. he goes, "Don't run away. I'm gonna have to chase you." <laughs> he fucking says that. <laughs> I imagine that's the same lines he uses when he's out on dates, <laughs> right. and it's going well. He takes it into the bedroom. Who fucking says that? Your doctor, apparently. Why? <laughs> The man whose hand I shook. So, so he uh, not, well, he's not like, next time. He's like, okay, and then he finishes, and then like I'm starting to say, he's like, okay, no, wait, wait. Now when you, say, when you say he finishes, <laughs> yeah. when you say he finishes on my back, okay, <laughs> he was very respectful. <laughs> so, oh, so yeah, like then he's got to look around a little bit, and he's like, prostate looks good. I was like, okay, hey, while you're in there, you might as well get a full report, well right? So he he's like, okay, I gotta. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, prescribe you these things, da 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 da, oh. and then and then Sarah shows up. <laughs> <laughs> perfect timing. Which I was like, you know, that's both perfect timing and the worst timing. Like, I would have much rather the baby was not in the room for it because <laughs> right. for the past like day and a half now, I'm like, I think I traumatized. She's not child. been looking at you, not making she wasn't. eye contact. She was like dancing and like turning, like She's walking fun. around. They don't, they don't even know enough to be. But she saw by that Daddy stuff. bent over a table, going. Ah! Yeah, but does, she's the same creature that like asks you to wipe her ass, right? Like, I mean, she doesn't ask me to. We have to. <laughs> well, at a certain point, when she begins using that sort of language, you will hear the words "Daddy, wipe my ass," and you'll have to respond. And uh, wow, if she's fine with that, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he um, he brings in these prescriptions. We bring them out. Like he prescribed me like the most expensive medication for this shit. Like, of course, hundred and fifty dollar. Uh, suppositories. Mm. That's fun. I haven't had to take a suppository since I was a fucking toddler. Yeah. So here I am in the bathroom mm. past two days putting those in. Those are fun. Yeah. Yes. I'm picturing That's the scene not fun. from Train Spotting where uh, he drops it in the toilet and has to go <laughs> diving, to go in, diving after in after it, it. In the nastiest bar in, yeah. what was it? The worst pub in, where was uh, it? I, I, I don't remember. London? I don't remember. Liverpool? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um... So, yeah, that's kind of what I'm dealing with. Dude, right I'm now. so sorry. I've got a horrible inflamed hemorrhoid, <laughs> and it's making it, like, after the whole doctor thing, uh-huh. seriously, after the doctor thing, that's when I texted you, and I was like, I'm just going to go home. Yeah. It sounded I really like you needed to relax. I feel like going and doing anything. I, I totally feel understand. Violated. Yeah. And I don't quite know how to react because it's a doctor. He was doing something medical, 
but at the same time, like just the commentary, I wasn't quite sure I could do right. the commentary. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what's going on. So wow. I'm kind of in pain. I'm drinking some ocean spray cranberry. Yeah, juice. when I saw that, when I saw you had, you were double fist in the uh, no, no pun intended I, the ocean spray. I thought maybe you thought I had a kidney stone. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, I thought or bladder infection. You know, mm. they say sometimes that clears out the old pipes. This is a great preamble, by the way, for uh, the movie we're about to watch, which. <laughs> Maybe can be described as uh, some of the things that you have. Well, let's see. Uh, we'll take a look at it. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My, oh, you say my name's Joe. <laughs> and then I say my name's Joel. Is that how it works? Yeah. I've Try got it again. so much pain in my ass right now. And go. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. This is where we come to talk about... <laughs> Proctology exams, <laughs> sometimes movies, uh, sometimes they're good movies, sometimes they're bad movies. No matter what the case, uh, we will watch a movie every week and then come back here and talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners. You can keep track with the discussion and talk back to us on Facebook. Just put the Editing Bay in the search bar. That's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. That's where you can talk back to us. Um, so we had Stephen King's Dark Tower that hit theaters this past week. Yes, and I know you've been looking forward to that uh, for a long time. For right? for a very long time. Sharing the trailers. The um, the Dark Tower, okay, the second book in the Dark Tower series. Mm-hmm. It's funny and kind of gives you a hint at my kind of intelligence. <laughs> um, the second book, The Drawing of the Three, mm-hmm. was the first grown-up book I ever read. Oh, interesting. So I started the series out of order. <laughs> I did the same thing with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> did actually. you really? Mm-hmm. And so you're really, like, confused. Like, what the fuck are these people doing? Listen, that, those books are so confusing, even if you read them <laughs> sequentially. <laughs> well, Stephen King did call The Dark Tower his homage to Lord of the Rings. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. So, uh, so yeah, like, I loved the book and decided to go back and read the first one, uh, The Gunslinger, which I thought was a really fantastic read. Uh, it's short. And then I went back and read Drawing of the Three again and then just started, you know, Tearing my way through the series. Mm-hmm. I almost said blowing. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it blowing. I <laughs> uh, started tearing my way through the series and fucking loved it. It's de- it's, it is the definition of a great journey, a fantastic journey. In fact, the, the journey is what this book is, the series is all about. Mm. The destination's cool and is very creative. But, I mean, just the character building and the relationships. He's great at that. And he's so good. I mean, and this is... This the Dark Tower series is this very unique piece of work where it incorporates almost everything else that he's written. Where mm. like Randall Flagg from the stand is kind of oh, involved in this. Yeah, he loves to do it, that, doesn't like, he? Like all these other characters, all these other things. Um, you know, Danny from The Shining, like they're all kind of included mm. in this book series. And and so that's fun. And so I've been waiting for this movie. Dude, since 1987? Oh wow. 86, 87 yeah, when sounds about the right. first time I picked up that book. And um, when they announced the the movie, there was a lot of a lot of backlash with who they cast as Roland the Gunslinger. Wait, why is that? Because Roland the Gunslinger, in all of the pictures and the books and the way he's described, is not a black man. Oh, oh, okay. But they yeah. cast Idris Elba, hmm. and I think that they did a fantastic job with he's it. He's a great actor. He's and he's really good in this role. Hmm. Um, so that brings me to the film. It is not the adaptation I think that anybody wanted. Oh. Um. But I think that it's a reimagining that's pretty creative. It's fun. Uh, if not, maybe a little cliche in, in the action beats and the way that the story goes. Hmm. It feels a little it feels a little 90s-ish where it's this action movie where like some kid goes to another dimension and meets this hero and then brings that hero to our world. And it's the fish out of water thing. But that's how the book was. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of, well, not the gunslinger, but there was that element in the whole series. This movie is basically like they took all eight books 
put it in a blender and kind of threw it out there uh, maybe to try to keep the rights to the film. Ah. Uh, but again, it's not so much an adaptation. If you're familiar with the books, I think this movie's a sequel. Oh, really? I think this movie's a sequel. Oh. And that's about as far as I want to go on that. Oh, interesting. Because I think I'm already kind of spoiling some it's stuff. still in the theaters. Well, but, this is just a theory. This is your own personal theory, right? But if you, if you go see the movie and you're a fan of the books, pay attention to the gear that Roland is carrying around, specifically on his back. There's something pretty profound sitting back there. Ooh. And if you're a fan of the character and a fan of the books, like you're going to spot it and you're going to go, oh, wait. Maybe this is a sequel. Joe, if I am not a fan of the uh, the books or, or this movie, should I see this movie? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know if you'd like it. It's not getting very good reviews. The thing and is, I have though, no affinity it's getting it. it's getting a shitty reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. and I do feel like it it does not deserve the 19 percent that it's getting. Yeah, anytime I see that, there's always like a red flag. Like, uh, why are we? Why, there's something more culturally that's uh, that's yeah. bringing that down. I feel like this movie's getting punished because it's not the adaptation people wanted. But you know what? Like, I I think the best Stephen King uh, adaptations are. You know, or to film anyway, are the ones that deviate the most or build on the like most. The Shining, The Shining, the Shining Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption was like a fifty-page short story. Yeah, it was part of an anthology or something, mm-hmm. right? Oh yes, uh, and that's one of the best adaptations. Um, the Green Mile was pretty true to the books. Yeah, just because it was like a series of like ten, ten page, like fifty-page novellas. Yeah, I re- well, that's how he released it. I recall. Yeah, and that and that was really good. Like The Mist, The Mist was was a good movie. Um, that's a pretty. Faithful adaptation, is though, I think, isn't it? Is it? I don't yeah. think it is. And that the, ending is the different. one, the one with uh, Thomas Jane. Yeah, I think that one deviates a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, but not as much as uh, not as much as The Shining. Yeah, I mean that's Stephen King hates The Shining because it's Famously. more Stanley Kubrick's The Shining mm-hmm. than it is Stephen King's. Yeah, I get it. And the thing is, you know, having read Stephen King's book, it's a good book, but I think. Stanley Kubrick's film is way better. You like The Shining? I like that movie. I need to revisit that again. It's been a while. Um, I yeah. remember not being a fan. I'm not a huge Kubrick fan. No. I know, I know as a film lover. Mm-hmm. That's. Uh, I don't like a whole lot of his stuff. Like there's. Yeah. You could you could rattle off like three or four like how I learned to stop worrying and yeah. love the atomic bomb. Clockwork Orange or, or Doctor uh, what's his name Doctor Strange Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't really a big fan of that Clockwork Orange. I thought it was really. A little reprehensible, <laughs> a little and very tough to watch. And I, I'm down with a filmmaker who's trying to challenge his audience, but I just kind of, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like a Clockwork Orange is just grotesque, a little exploitative. Exactly. I always get that word wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and like eyes wide shut. Uh, yeah. First half of a uh, Full Metal Jacket, though. First half of AI. For, uh, <laughs> I like AI. Was I will it, stand up. Wasn't for AI. that his film? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody says that, but that was his original ending. That was not Spielberg's was tacked it? on ending, Where despite what Haley Joel Osment is found in mm-hmm. the bottom of the ocean. 10,000 years later by the robots. Man. The robots. They took over. That's right. Skynet. Or we left them. So there we go. Uh, the Dark Tower. Uh, I feel like it's, it's a property that deserves a better film, mm-hmm. but the film that we have isn't as bad as I think a lot of people would lead you to believe. Just that not being said, mm-hmm. I just don't think that's for you. I don't think that's your kind of thing. Yeah, doesn't sound like it. There you go. So. Maybe coming soon to an episode of the. I, I would love to. I would love for us both to kind of give our, our pros and cons on it. All right. So because of this, though, because yes. of Idris Elba or Idris Elba uh, in the Dark Tower, I wanted to talk about another film uh, based on a book, based on a comic book mm-hmm. that comes from a series, and they had to condense it down to make a movie. Not unlike this Dark Tower, st- Dark Tower steal, this Dark Tower deal. <laughs> uh, Cut that out, Jeff. So, um, yeah. So we're going to talk about the losers. It's based on the uh, the DC comic book of the same name. 
Uh, and this is the weird thing. Like, there was a Losers comic book back in, like, the, the 80s mm-hmm. that was about, like, a Vietnam group with a tank that was kind of like... They were like the A-Team. Okay. In fact, this movie came out around the same time as the A-Team movie. Yeah, I thought so. And it suffered from that quite a bit. I think so, too. Um, but it's about these, these guys, these black ops soldiers, and... Um, there's a, I'm going to open up this other one. The, and one of their uh, their operations goes south. And so now they're underground and trying to make their way back into the U.S. and get revenge on the person that tried to burn them. That is a pretty good synopsis. Yeah, thank And really you all much. you need to know coming into this movie. Um, it's it's I don't want to say it's short. I think it's about an hour and 37 minutes, right? Yeah, it's, but, not, it's not a long film. But it's exactly the length that it needs to be. It just moves along at a clip, especially at the at beginning. At a medium pace. <laughs> we're, uh, we're being introduced to the characters uh, immediately in kind of a uh, Guy Ritchie kind of uh, uh, comic book style. Sure. They're all kind of sitting around this campfire, and somebody and, says a line, and we freeze frame on them. And, the and it's car- the character name and comic book graphic the, the jock version, the, car- the comic book version mm-hmm. of what that character looks like. Yep. Kind of put on the screen. Yep. Yeah. And they're uh, trading barbs back and forth and uh, uh, talking about a, a job that they're about to do. And uh, that's when we're introduced to uh, Chris Evans. As Jensen. As Jensen. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other actors' names, I think. Um, okay. So you have... Idris Elba, obviously, is uh, Roke. Yeah. You have... Col- I think his name's Columbus Short. Plays Pooch. Oh, yeah. Pooch. I don't remember the name of the guy who plays uh, Cougar. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Um, Mexican guy. And then you've got uh, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Clay. Dude, he's fantastic. He's really good. I think they're all fantastic in this movie. Yeah, really good cast, I think man. that the cast all is around. really great. Um, it's it's fun seeing uh, Captain America and Gamora yeah, kind of right. film together. Well, not um, only that, but uh, uh, Idris Elba plays a character in Thor. Uh-huh. And Idris Elba was in the last Star Trek film. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was uh, Bruce Wayne's dad. There you go. And uh, whatever. So all, that's so f- in all whatever. comic book characters. <laughs> yeah. That, that movie that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, w- how did this first come on your radar? Did you know it was a graphic novel? I was or a big you? fan of the book. Oh, okay. I was probably probably the biggest fan when mm. the book was out. How were you exposed and I'm not to, trying to I'm not trying to say that in this weird like hipster way. No, usually, yeah, this stuff is always true when you say these things. It was just like, I was at the comic shop and I was kind of looking through the racks and I was like, you know what? This looks pretty interesting. And I was going through the trades. Like, I was late on this book as like a, an issue by issue series. Mm-hmm. So it was like the first trade had come out and I'm like, well, let me let me take a look at this. It's a cool art style. Mm-hmm. And, yes, definitely. And, and I dig like the Ocean's Eleven feel to the capers and stuff that are going on in it. And so I read it and fucking immediately fell in love. Just fucking loved it. And it was about the time where the series was wrapping up. Because mm. this is a limited series. Like, it's not ongoing. It was probably like about 36 issues. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, it was winding down. And as it was winding down, there was this announcement that, like, they were going to make a movie of it. Oh, wow. And I was like, holy fuck. How are they going to make a movie of this? Like, there's so much. Just like with The Dark Tower. How are you going uh-huh. to fit all this stuff? Because there are, like, three or four major capers that the losers go on mm-hmm. to try to clear their names and get Max. Like, it's this whole cat-and-mouse game yeah. to get Max, and Max is the guy that burns them, uh, and to try to try to get him. And so now they're condensing it to an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. How the hell are they going to do it? I heard that they basically took the first part and the last part, cut out everything in the middle, and kind of squished them together. Kind of. Yeah. And then they still change some character motivations, some mm. things, and we'll get into that. I'll, I'll give some book spoilers on what happened. Uh, but, dude, I love this book so much. Yeah. I own... An original page. Oh, oh, wow! From the book, yeah, from like a, a original nice. autographed full, or something. Full page. Well, they they always sign the artist always signs the right. the the page, but I have it. Yeah, I've very got, cool. It's like from the final book, 
And it's my two favorite characters, Jensen and Cougar. Mm-hmm. And it's like this really cool moment that Let's they have. Let's see together. it. Because surely you brought it, right? Uh, <laughs> Got it with you? Where is it? I wish I, I wish I did. I could bring up like the page that's on the book. <laughs> it's okay. But uh, but yeah, no, I have I have an original piece of art from the losers just right. because You don't have to prove to me anymore can, that you're you're a legit I, no, fan. Okay, I so you. also I have a loser's tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, there we go. Um, a lot of ass talk today. There's, you were pointing to your ass. When did, you was that. I pointing to my ass? Yes. Or were you just thinking of my ass? Well, I'm always thinking of your ass, Jim. <laughs> Especially what, you at this episode. Wanna, you do not want to think about my ass. Right uh, after that story, I don't think I will be. It's like a much. crime scene. <laughs> Wrap some yellow tape around it. Uh, Caution. Do uh, not enter. Nope. No, no. But unfortunately, <laughs> it's like only. nothing's exiting either. Like, that's oh, a problem. That is a problem. Uh, it's got to okay, go so somewhere. Back to the movie. Come on, Jim. Uh, so, <laughs> like that South Park episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, so the movie. The movie, The Losers. This this is a film, I think we talked about it last week, where I like this movie. I've seen this movie before. You haven't. I had not seen this so film. So let's go with Joel's take I on I knew this. nothing about it. I didn't know about the graphic novel. I, I barely, I, I, you know what, halfway through this movie, I came across a, a scene where I was like, Wait, I've seen this before. This is one of these movies that I came to like on HBO or something or Showtime. Oh yeah, halfway into, caught maybe 20, 30 minutes, and then never saw <laughs> and the then rest of it again. Was bored but and for, just for, turned... for a section there, I was like, I've seen all of this. It was the whole scene where uh, Captain America is uh, he's in the building. He's doing the the heist. He's trying to get That's the algorithm. In the first book. It's one of my favorite moments from the movie and from the book. He's fun. I should mention. Um, one of my, my impressions, one of my first impressions are, yes, this cast. These guys don't need to be in a movie like this. Not to say that the movie is bad, but um, really high caliber cast and like every single role, uh, even maybe some of the names you don't know. Um, and I was really impressed. Yeah. We get to see Jason Patrick, who... Uh, who is probably my favorite Jason Patrick role. He's so great. He <laughs> plays the villain. He plays Max in this. Um, and I should preface this by saying this is a Peter Berg uh, script, or at least uh, an outline. Mm-hmm. He had a lot to do with the story. Uh, and if you're familiar with his work, he did uh, what's the, the moment? Kingdom. Yes, that's exactly the one I was thinking of. Friday Night Lights. And Friday Night Lights is where uh, people first know him. Of course, then he's done some other stinkers like Battleship. I think he wrote that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, but uh, you can always kind of tell his style's got a very distinct style. It's fast paced, and the characters are witty, and there's some some violence. Um, but it's it's the dialogue. Yeah, I think he's really good. Very underrated. Like you don't think of Peter Berg when you think of dialogue, yeah, until you see a Peter Berg written film. Mm-hmm. He's kind of got his own uh, Tarantino style, uh, mm-hmm. without feeling like he's trying to copy anybody, right? Uh, but the characters, uh, like, like I said, right off the bat, um, they're they're sitting around having witty banter, uh, and from the villain, the reason that that villain is so fun to watch, and you're kind of rooting for him. Uh, and in fact, I kind of I kind of like that he doesn't die in the end. Everybody else dies, but he gets away. Right. Clearly setting up for a sequel for a that sequel. will never happen. Well, there, there are a couple of things that they set up for sequels. Like the oh, yeah. uh, the um, Aisha and Clay, their their relationship, what's going on with them. Played by, I um, can't think of her name, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, her, her character and what she reveals. Again, I'll talk spoilers on the books at, at the end of the podcast. Oh, okay. There are a lot of interesting things that happen in the book. Well, that, why? Why save it? Well, because we're talking about the film right now and what you thought of the movie. About the losers? You don't want to? You don't want to spoil the losers? I mean, okay, we could talk about it. So seven years old at this point. So here we go with the uh, with the, well, and the books are even older. Yeah. So there's the um, there's the moment where Aisha and Clay like he finally lets lets loose that he killed, he killed his father at mm-hmm. the very beginning of the movie mm-hmm. or at the very beginning of the story. And they have this all-out battle, and then she fucking disappears. Oh like, yeah, for probably a good like two, two, three storylines. Mm. Oh wow! And, and then shows up in the final battle. There's like this battleship at the end 
where they have this nuke. Ironic. And uh, and so she shows up at the end, and she's doing this like, um, uh, like Boondock Saints kind of shit, where she's she's zipping down a zip line, but she's upside down, and she's just oh, like, yes. shooting at people. <laughs> it's fucking badass. Um, and and Clay and Roke finally have it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like everybody, like the the losers are they're getting cut down, like they're Ooh. dying. Wow. I think the only people that make it are Jensen and Pooch, and there's this other older guy that they end up teaming up with halfway through the series. Wow. Um, but the uh, the page that I have is, um, so they can't stop the nuke. Mm-hmm. And so Cougar... The snooks. The snooks. Mm-hmm. So Cougar is covering Jensen, mm-hmm. and Cougar takes a bullet, but he ends up like staying, he, he kind of... He's the sniper. And, and his hat drops, and like Jensen grabs his hat, and he's like, go, you know, and... And so Jensen's about to go, and he grabs his hat, puts it back on Cougar, and gives oh. him a hug. And that's the page I have, is where Jensen oh. gives Cougar the hug and says goodbye. Oh. And I'm like... It's oh. kind of sweet. It is, but obviously that doesn't happen in this movie. Touching. No. Um, yeah, I gotta save him for the sequel, man. Exactly. Three-picture deal I'm with sure they're actors. gonna get Chris Evans back for this. Yeah, I'm surprised they got him in 2010. <laughs> when, no, seriously, when did the first Captain America movie came out? It no, was, no, no, uh, that was way after this. He did... Uh, yeah? But he was the Human Torch at this point. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And then uh, he really did another up DC theaters. comics movie called Push. Is that uh, by <laughs> based on the novel by Sapphire? <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was uh, Salt and Pepper. <laughs> ah, bullshit! Eat mama's pussy. <laughs> so no, that's what that's what happens in the books. Like everybody dies except for Jensen and Pooch and this oh. one older guy. Well, I'm glad they didn't do that. And uh, yeah, it's that would have been out of place, especially for this film, which is like PG-13, and it's got a much lighter tone. Like it, it, it follows does. the tone of the first book because the first book has this like light devil may care. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really shit doesn't start hitting the fan until about book three well, and book four. Glad they diverted from that and kept it a little light because mm-hmm. that was that that's what made this film so palatable. Like it's it's short. It's an easy watch. It's like um, I don't know. It's like junk food. You know. Yeah. It's uh. It was it was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um. I probably won't remember it. This will be one of these movies a year from now. You're gonna be like, hey, remember that episode we did with uh, the Chris Evans movie? And you're gonna be like, what? I'm like, what? I what no, Captain America? I have no idea what movie you're talking about. <laughs> Are you Joe. talking about Phone Booth? And I've never the, seen that movie. Like at all. that Colin Farrell's in Phone Booth. That's not even a Chris Evans movie. <laughs> you're making shit up now, Jim. <laughs> and then you'll <laughs> Google it, and uh, I'll have to eat crow. I love this movie. Like I think of this movie, dude, quite a bit. It's like, really fun. I I have a great time with it, and and the fact that, like, they don't go too far into trying to overexplain the shit that they're doing, and that's like a trap that you could fall into. That's the the oceans trap. Well, and I I think this film was great in in knowing its audience. It's PG thirteen for a reason. It is for thirteen to eighteen year olds, yes. right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, and me, <laughs> seven years ago. No, but I, I feel like you and I were like we can appreciate films for what they were attempting to do and sure. judge them and rate them based yeah. on that. Um, and this is one of these films that was successful at what it's attempting to do. Man, it's oh, really yeah. fun. I mean, the way that they build the relationships with the characters, I think, is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like everybody in this. I care about each of the characters. You know, when Pooch finds out his wife's about to have a kid, and they're talking <gasps> yeah. about like I got to get out of there, and like the Chris Evans. Now, one element that they added to the movie that they didn't have in the books was like that Chris Evans, that Jensen had a family, <laughs> yeah. and he kept checking on his nieces like soccer games. Soccer and team. Stuff. What do they call the petunias? The petunias. <laughs> I have since this movie came out. I yeah. have oh, I've been looking for a Go Petunias T-shirt. Right, I love that. It's like a pink T-shirt. It's so. Awesome. And that's one of the moments they're all uh, in the cemetery waiting. For and I love. <laughs> so he said, I, I love that Roke is like, am I the only one seeing this T-shirt? Yeah, he was like, are we really not going to talk about this? <laughs> 
It's like for my niece. She has a she's a soccer a little petunias. They got a big uh, finals coming up. And then he shows like the other team to Pooch, yeah. and he's like, "Oh damn!" They're all like huge <laughs> seven year olds. They're, they're likable characters. Like they're and and that's what makes it really tough when Roke turns on everybody. I know. I and was I'm not like, expecting that. Fuck, man. Like I get the you have to have some conflict among the team. Does that happen in the? Graphic it does. Novels? Yeah. Okay. Oh well, yeah. At least they stayed true to it. Again, uh, Idris Elba playing a white character. Uh, oh, in, really? In the book, he was, oh, wow. he's described, he's, he's illustrated as a white man. They come to our country, Joe. They take our movie roles. <laughs> this is why we need a wall. We need a wall around even <laughs> the... the, the, even the but they would find a way to get around The Atlantic it. and the Pacific. They'd, they'd, get, right. they'd get a helicopter. That's right. They're uh, sneaky. There's some cool character touches. <laughs> and now here's, here's the thing. Like I thought all the actors, I thought all the characters were great, but I felt like... In an, in an attempt to like give Clay a little more depth mm-hmm. uh, as the leader, I felt like they, I felt like they failed. I felt like he didn't quite have the depth that the leader of the group should have. You know, he suddenly kind of felt like the Mickey Mouse of his group. I get where that. Everybody else was way more interesting than he was. I get that. I kind of like that though. In some ways, it's nice to have like a Captain Picard where uh, you're not really. He's he's there to lead the way and be the under- Optimus Prime's kind of the same way too. Not a lot of character depth in him. He's just like, hey, let's go kick ass, Bumblebee, <laughs> my oldest friend. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> I haven't seen you in a minute, motherfucker. <laughs> Love that. Uh, we'll post okay. that on the Facebook page. Well, I see. I see where you're going with that. I get. I guess that's me kind of being snobby. I've well, read the book, so I, I know the depth that he's got. In projecting the a little bit what yeah. you know versus well, I, I know. I, was, I just thought. Another thing I was thinking was like, I love this guy, first of all. Uh-huh. The first uh, thing I remember really seeing him in was a Watchmen, mm-hmm. uh, where he's As playing the comedian. The comedian. Uh, and of course, now he's Negan on Walking Dead, and he's, he's supposed he's to be this the Winch- horrible he's guy. Winch- he's, uh, what's his name? Um, John Winchester from Supernatural. Oh, he, I never yeah, saw that one. Oh, Recurring character? Yeah. Oh. Well, he's their father. Oh. Well, he's, he's the main character's alert. fathers. Uh, but he, I mean, he shows oh, wow, up, that's up through perfect. like season two. Oh. And then he started getting all these movie roles and never returned. Because he's fantastic. He's really good. He's great in this. I really think, it was very difficult for me to recast this because I was like, who has the right mix of... Uh, like subtlety. Yes. Subtlety and confidence. But and, also he's like kind of scruff and he's kind of a bad boy, but he's also mm-hmm. really got a really good heart. And yeah. It's very difficult. I'm curious to see your recast. I, I always say that like a hero is only as good as their villains. Like I, I point to Die Hard, where I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Die Hard wouldn't be half as interesting if Hans Gruber wasn't played by Alan Rickman. Oh, absolutely. You know, John McClane benefits from having that Hans Gruber character played by Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these characters benefit from having Jason Patrick play the villain. My only regret is that when you really look at it, Jason Patrick's in this movie very little. Yeah, we just hear his voice uh, initially, uh, and we don't really get him on screen. I, I do like the reveal, though, where he's having this conversation with yes. his, uh, his Saudi Arabian investors or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he, and not, ju- he gives his buddy Wade a nod. That's right. We just see, uh, the, we're not even seeing his eyes, we're just seeing him in a suit, and we're seeing all the accoutrements. This, the, the way this film is edited is very Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Uh, where it's like fast cuts and white flashes, and um, every time we go to a different city. There's the name of the city in yeah, the water. Yeah, and they, they superimpose it somewhere, a la. Uh, was that Lost that did that? No, it was um, the other Fox, J. J. Abrams, uh, Fringe. Oh, Fringe? Fringe would do that. I was like, Alias? <laughs> uh, oh, shit, he did that too, yeah. didn't he? Master of TV and film, J.J. Abrams. Yes, he had to cut his teeth on something. Mm-hmm. Why not three of the most influential shows of our time? <laughs> uh, Where was I going with that? No, you, you liked the way that this was edited, but you were talking about the first reveal of Yeah, Jason where we don't even see his eyes, but we see the bottom half of his mouth as he's talking. Um, yes. And <laughs> he not, he's got a henchman there, Wade. Wade. Um, who, who he nods to. Who has depth, too. Like, I, he's even that a, character's fun. <laughs> he's, he's, 
you know, just the dumb henchman who uh, he's not really all that dumb. He's in this not one. very dumb. No, he's not very dumb. He's just kind of this is his job. Yeah, this, this is what he does. This is what he does. He's take orders. Or Jason Patrick's like, get me an eleven man fire team. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I got that eleven man fire team. Kill them. You want me to kill them or fire them? Did you tell them anything about Clay and his group? Yeah. Well, yeah. Back to killing. Yeah. He's like, he's did like, you know any of them? He's like, well, yeah. One of them was my brother-in-law. Re- related to them? Kind of. Oh, yeah. By blood? He's my brother-in-law. <laughs> Don't worry. I said I'd kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, that. this is a great exchange. He's that, totally like, willing to. It's so funny. And it builds the character. It's mm-hmm. got nothing really to do with the plot. No. But it builds the character. And it doesn't take a whole lot of time. He's got a lot of... Uh, Jason Patrick has a lot of asides like that. I love when he's uh, meeting the the other uh, Indian guy at the end. The really short guy. <laughs> yes. like, are you standing in a hole? You are very short. <laughs> How much do you weigh? <laughs> he's just so fun, but he's so bad at the same time. Yes. Uh, but getting back to that, like yes. he gives Wade a nod. And, and like there's one of the investor guys that doesn't want to do what Jason Patrick wants. They want to do what Max wants. Mm-hmm. And so Wade brings the guy up to the ledge that Jason Patrick's standing on and throws him like Tosses him 57 over. floors yep. to the ground. And like there's this beat where Jason Patrick just kind of watches it. And then he goes, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, you gave me the nod. Yeah, I gave you the punch him in the yeah, face. To nod. hit him, yeah. Break his fingers, not at most. That's what it is. You threw the guy 57 floors. It's so fun. <laughs> it felt almost like Austin Powers esque. Yes. You know what I mean? It seemed like a scene out of theirs. And that's kind of the world that this film lives in. It's, it's, it but it wasn't like abrasive. Book. It was like Austin Powers esque, no. but it wasn't abrasive. No, it, it, was, it fit in the world. I absolutely agree. A little bit of violence um, mixed with a lot of humor. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what 13 year old boys need, right? I, um, I do think that. Like I said, we should have had a little bit more Jason Patrick, maybe just a little bit more to to give us the motivations of Max, because still, all these years later from the movie, I'm I'm a little iffy on the motivation that he's, Max has. He's he's mean right want, off the bat. I want a, a weapon to destroy stuff. He's the guy. Yeah, and on top of that, he's the guy who just cold heartedly ordered twenty five children to like it doesn't matter. I'm gonna bomb this compound no matter how many children are in it and that's something i wanted to bring up oh yeah we're talking about a movie that's meant for 14 eight you know 14 year olds this is like the first scene but this is something that like you avoid doing in movies like even the worst of villains they don't get like they don't get they don't kill children in movies they killed 25 kids in a helicopter after saving them i know i know i was thinking about oh the poor psychological trauma these kids have gone through and then and you're dying in a fiery and then yeah helicopter crash um, <laughs> and so, then, of course, they have the obligatory, like, teddy bear, the burning teddy, the burning bear, teddy bear. No the arms rubble. or legs or anything. Yeah, I like that, too. There's never any blood <laughs> no. when a helicopter explodes carrying 28 souls. But still, like, and the way that's filmed, it, he's hearing the radio, and you kind of see, if you catch it, you see the plane coming up yeah. in that top left corner. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's not too, like, like they're not cutting to it or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. just there. Mm-hmm. And then the order comes in. You see the missile go. Yep. And I was like, God damn, that's, that looks pretty. This oh, movie, this movie is looks gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It is fantastic. Um, again, cinematography feels like a Michael Bay slash Guy Ritchie. It is that there's that attention to detail and the way mm-hmm. it's lit, and mostly the way it's it's the color graded. Yeah. after the fact to oh, kind of yes. give it that gritty, cartoony feel. But also, they were very intentional with like the uh, the art direction and the design. Um, I was reading that they were basing some of the color scheme choices off of the books. You notice in the books there were only like three kind of main yes. colors yeah. per chapter at a time. It's not it a really full gave, color kind of book. No, and yeah. it really gave each scene its own kind of feel, and mm-hmm. they tried to carry that in the film. And you're absolutely right. They go to a lot of different cities and countries in this film, yeah. like Mumbai and uh, L.A. Like and South America. South America, they're all over the map. Although uh, filmed all Bolivia. on location in Puerto Rico. There you go. How about that? I think it's a beautiful place. So, guys, <laughs> this next movie's time a you're great tourism. Looking for a vacation, go to Puerto Rico. That's right. Um, 
Okay. So close to Cuba. So uh, I, I don't really have any other notes on this. And I think I was really lazy about taking notes because I've seen this movie so yeah. much. And I'm like, oh, I'll fucking remember it. Well, talk to me a little <laughs> bit about, I'll tell you the part that uh, bumped me a little bit. Okay. St- kind of started to lose me. Um, was when we kind of delve into the sci-fi here. And did they do this in the film? They have these things called snooks. Yeah. Uh, not nukes, snooks. Because mm-hmm. why? It's, it's, it's the gre- for the green terrorist. It's... <laughs> And that wasn't... I don't remember that being in the book. I don't remember yeah, that, that kind they of... They like should weapon. have left it out of the film. This felt like a... Be- Peter Berg does a lot of things well. Um, one of them is dialogue, but some of the things he doesn't do well are working these fantastical elements yeah. to a story. Or, we or talked asking about, himself, does this movie need this? What was the one with The Rock uh, and, that was, and Stickler? Uh, Dwayne the, the Rundown. The, the Rundown. Oh, the Rundown. You ever seen that one yeah. with Stickler? I thought it was fun. Rosario Dawson? Rosario I Dawson. like that film too, another Peter Berg film. But there's that one scene where they start tripping on, they've eaten this tropical fruit, uh-huh. and now we're working like 3D The more you eat, effects. the more you toot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the more you toot, the better you feel. So yeah. let's have a tropical fruit for every meal. <laughs> but they start tripping balls, and like people's faces are melting. This. I don't remember It was a part. really out of place scene I remember in that the, film. the fish that swim up your penis. Oh, yes. That, that terrified me. That's the thing that stuck with me in that, that movie. That snakes in the toilet. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of these motherfucking snakes <laughs> in my motherfucking toilet. <laughs> but that scene felt out of place in the rundown, much the same way that this disappearing island. We're, we're, we hard cut to this special effects shot of uh-huh. what are these little beacons that they have in the tree on this island. Yes. And all of a sudden, we start to get, see it get sucked up uh-huh. like uh, something out of Star Trek. Right. Or and, Lost. And then just like a helicopter descends yeah. into it's frame. It's a lot like that scene from Lost where they move the island. Yeah. Circa season five, Maybe that's what, they, that's just what they did. Well, uh, no. In this <laughs> film's universe, uh, they've invented these snooks that are reverse snooks, I yeah. guess. It just kind of sucks everything into why, an alternate dimension. Why did it? Why couldn't this know. just been about like money or some other corruption? Why did we have been. to work like world domination here's, into it? Was that Max's motivation in the graphic novel? Here's the weird thing: is that he wanted the snooks and the money, and like there was no reason why he had to involve. Like you sit there and you, and this is a product of trying to like combine all the storylines from like the I figured book. as much because like that's Max was a little bit more subtle and a little bit more measured mm-hmm. in the books. Whereas this is like, I've got a nuke, a, a clean nuke, and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. I mean, there was like, you know, Max trying to get a bomb and da 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 and, and try to do some like arm sales, but it wasn't, it wasn't this weird sci-fi thing that they were trying to create. And so, I, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I thought that was weird. And also, just when you think about the plan and you're like, okay, so he could have gotten these snooks anyway. Yes. He, he said he was going to try to use Clay and his team to like blame on getting the money, but if he set off the snook at the bay where he planned on doing it, there wouldn't have been any evidence anyway. Right, exactly. So he didn't need to do that. No, they wouldn't have found the end any game remains. Was exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there's well, that. The, I, I totally feel you on that. Like that is that is kind of a it is a chink in the armor. It made it like ten percent worse uh-huh. because it, it was one step too far for me to follow. That's true. I gotcha. uh, but the rest of the time, man, I just really enjoyed being with these characters, mm-hmm. um, and especially Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, and even Zoe Saldana. I'm not a. I feel like there's a little bit of ex- overexposure of her for me. Gotcha. Um, and Guardians, she's a, she's a Star great Trek, actress, I know, but she's Avatar. in too many. Exactly. Um, and I get it. It's because she's great and everybody wants to cast her. But I've just seen too much of her. Yeah. And it's hard for me to take out. And she kind of has her. She's in the Pirates of Caribbean movie for Christ's sake, too. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Um, and she's, but she's fine. She but, does great. But job. She, she, 
she's great in this movie. There are so many great moments. Uh, I love when she and Pooch are in the helicopter and they're taking, they're getting the armored car. Yes, and she's 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 like you know, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the left. She's backseat he's, driving him, he's dropping this, and magnet. then he's like, I don't have time for this. She's like, donut. He's like, I don't have time for this. donut. <laughs> and you see, he's like the wide shot. They're about to hit this donut billboard. Yeah, he runs into. I was like, that's that's really fun. It's fun that they because in the books they did not build on her relationship with the other people on the team. Oh, it was just her and Clay. It was mostly her and Clay. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a treat to see Aisha interact with Jensen when he tries to like small talker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, "Do you have any hobbies?" You, I love Chris Evans in this movie. He's so fun. We don't get to see him do comedy as much, and, and it's a shame that everybody God. knows him as Captain America, dry, yeah. uh, goody two shoes Captain America. Because when he does these roles, like Scott Pilgrim, yes, um, Lucas Lee, and this and this film, man, when he's he he disguises himself as an IT guy. <laughs> And uh, and goes in the office. He's like, "Hi, I'm Skippy. I'm with IT <laughs> Skippy." But like, just the the kind of shit. He's like, "You know, hey, no, I'll just go and only take it." I really like your dress. Yeah. And like every time he's he's like always going. Like, Why did I say that? Why the fuck did I say yeah. that? And there's like two or three times yep. where he does that. And, and, and I guffaw. I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking funny as hell. <laughs> when he calls the radio, he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. we got guys down. We got a civilian crash. He's got kids. Damn it, he's got yeah. kids. <laughs> he's like, "Why did he's I like, say the kids?" God damn it. I used to be good at this, Roke. I just, like, I lo- and Roke's they're like, laying there the fuck in the road. They're trying to make it look like they're, they're staging a, uh, an uh, accident. An accident. But they're laying unconscious having this conversation. <laughs> and and he's like, you can't talk, Roke. You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. Dead people don't talk. It's like, I'm just paralyzed. I'm, I'm spinal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's those little asides. It's the, yeah. the, the little, the, 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 the spices that we pepper this movie with mm-hmm. that makes it way more enjoyable than I would have expected it to be. Yeah, it was better than it had to be. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have anything else down for this? Um, well, I just wanted to mention, you are talking about how uh, Aisha had moments with all these characters and how they all kind of have a great uh, uh, rapport. It's a great ensemble film. You also compared it to the A-Team uh, film that came out, remake of an old property. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- since this is basically kind of the same type of film, which one do you prefer? I, I prefer this one. Over the A-Team I remake? I prefer this one over the A-Team I remake. I tend to agree. And I liked that A-Team movie. I did, too. Mm-hmm. I, again, I thought that was a Liam movie that... Liam Neeson. It got a lot of flack from critics and stuff. Like, did it? It did. Yeah. It was, it was, kind, of, it was kind of panned a little bit. Well, uh, but I, I... Actually, well, and then this movie, the same. It's like 49% this, this on Rotten totally Tomatoes. Panned, yeah. And, and 53% with the audiences. I thought the audiences would be up in the 70s, because this does not feel like a 50% uh, No, I think for, for people that didn't know, like that just saw this movie, I think your general, per, your general audience member... General audience member? ...would think that this was just kind of a, a ripoff of the A-Team, and not realize that this, this book, you know, preceded the A-Team remake movie... By a good like six seven years, um, so I could see I could see where people would be like, ah no, fuck this movie. Yeah, I'll go see the A Team instead. I, I want to see that what the A Team is. What is it? Oh, I love that scene too, where they have to apologize to each other. Yes, I'm sorry, I oh, threatened to cut your head off. I know you really thought they were going to bury the hatchet. Instead, he just tries <laughs> literally to bury the hatchet. Oh, yeah, here, here we go. Seventy-seven percent with critics, but sixty-five percent. That's the A-Team remake. Yeah. See, I think audiences would have liked this one better. Which, just like you said, I like that movie too. Yeah. I, I liked the A-Team. I, I like the Losers more. I thought that the Losers brought a lot more uh, depth and a lot more um, flavor. With I would the characters flavor flavor. Yeah. I would definitely want to watch this film again before the A-Team again. Mm-hmm. I think that one took itself maybe a little too seriously. Yes, sir. 
Um, and I, I do love the payoffs that we get at the end of the film, uh, where we kind of have a couple of Marvel-esque yeah. false endings. The, the multiple endings. We get to see uh, the Max baby. is on the bus. <laughs> yes. Or Max is on the bus. and He's he been shot in the arm. He's wearing a suit. Mom. I love that, too. He's like, so you can't shoot a bang. Yep. <laughs> he's like, God Didn't damn. see it coming. Um, but he's on the bus, and he finishes his call with Clay. And these two, like... Bad hombres come yeah. over and <laughs> sit down on the bus next to him, or they sit down in the seats next to him. They're like, hey, Holmes, that's a really nice watch. And, and he, he just looks at them and just puts his wrist up yeah. so they can take his watch. Kind of weighs his options and realizes he's in no <laughs> position to uh, fight back. Uh, and that's, you know what, for this PG-13 film, that's all the kind of comeuppance you needed. Guy's yeah. been shot, he lost all of his money, his plan's gone, yeah. and he gets mugged on mm-hmm. the bus. You know, We don't need to see him die, fall to his death. No, it would, and it would have been so cliche. Um, yeah. Uh, but I love that he's trying to escape Clay, and he's like, all right, guys, we're moving on to plan C. And then you just hear him go, the one where you come to rescue me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, just the little asides. Um, he's so funny in this. Yeah, he's so... Everybody's great, but I got to keep on coming back to Chris Evans. You know, I just like how he was one of my favorite characters in the book. Jensen was one of my favorite characters in the book. He's fucking great. He captured... Like, Chris Evans is... Of all the characters, and everybody does a great job, even the guy who plays Cougar, who doesn't say a fucking thing, um, Chris Evans really captures the spirit of Jensen. And, like, Why is he so he good? Is. He's just a better human he's than so us. He's so fucking great. How can he look like that and act like that? What, what are his? He's got to have some major flaw. He's, prob- he's probably, uh, I don't know, he, maybe he drinks too much. I, he's God, a, I hope so. He's abusive to <laughs> his wife, Anna Ferris. That would be great. Wait, no. what? No. <laughs> Oh, did you hear that news? No. Uh, uh, Chastain and uh, no. <laughs> and Chris Pine. No, Anna. Fr- split up. Who? Chastain, Jessica Chastain and Chris Pine. Oh, I didn't even know they were dating. I don't know if they are. <laughs> fake, hashtag fake, fake news. news. <laughs> but real news, uh, Anna Ferris and uh, Chris Pratt married. Uh, oh, that's right. That's who's, who's married. Chris Evans is married to who? Uh, of course, Chris, Pat, Chris Pratt is separating. Why? Because he's super mega famous no, now. No, come on. That's what you do. It's the American it's so dream. so cynical, Joe. Working the American hard dream. to he's, get my fill. He's already living the American dream. There's nothing wrong with that affairs. Everybody wants a thrill. I like to think this that it's not the cliche. the greatest movie with a Journey song in yes. it. Yes. <laughs> that moment where he's like singing as a bicycle messenger. Yep. He's singing. Uh, going up the elevator. Trying to make sure no one wants to get in the elevator right. with him. Yep. And he's like singing Journey. Cuts it. But that moment, it's just as good in the book where he does the whole thing where he's like, they're like, go on the north side. We got cover there. And like the guy's kidding. He's like. All yep. right, and he puts Pulls his hands his, out. Puts his uh, hands out his like he's holding guns. guns. And he's like, pow! <laughs> and Cougar does. And the thing is, I really wish they had not used that. Like, I knew what was going on, mm-hmm. but I wish they had not used that in every trailer for this film. Oh, did they? Because, yeah. Like, People that's, like that song, That's man. a fucking kick-ass reveal, though. Like, after, I know. After Cougar shoots those guys, and he's like, thanks, and boom, it goes they through. They start playing the song again. Oh, my God, it's running. great. Yeah. But, yeah, no, we have the multiple endings in this movie. We mm-hmm. talked about Max. Uh, we have where Pooch... Butch's uh, wife sneaks into the hospital. I don't know why he couldn't just walk in the walk in the front door. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like when when Sarah because had do the people baby, still think he's dead at that I, point? I don't know, but he's walking into the room. Yeah, <laughs> and then they go to a fucking soccer game. Yeah, that's right. Everyone's there. The They're gang's not, all there. Not very incognito, but they go to a soccer game, and that's fucking fun as shit too. Yeah, yeah. He gets in a fight with the ref. <laughs> Who's a like? It's a foul. Yeah, a big woman. God damn. He's like, how high does this go? <laughs> oh, yes. Who are you? Who do you answer? Who do you answer? How far does this go? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so, um, all right. What what did the losers do right? Um, you know, we talked a lot about the humor. Um, I won't begrudge that anymore. Something we haven't really talked about uh, are the title sequences. 
too much. And like I said, the little uh, comic book graphic style treatments that we get throughout, uh, a lot of times that can be done cheesily. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to point to Guy Ritchie on that because you can do it once or twice, but he does it in like every fucking film, and then it just becomes a gimmick. Whereas here, I kind of felt like it made sense. It was based on a comic book. I liked how they did it. It fit in this style. In this world. That they were, uh, uh, the style of film, um, mm-hmm. in that it's kind of hyper-violent, but also... Very, very funny. Very, kind of cartoonish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that the casting of this of this film... Absolutely. I've, I've got to give it to both the casting and the writing equally. Like, mm. this, was, this was already probably a sharp script, but then you cast actors who I think are really good at improvisation. Yes. Uh, there are a bunch of things that I'm pretty sure Chris Evans improvised. There are things I'm sure Jason Patrick improvised. Yeah. Um, I... I I, I, th- just with that alone, I think that that's what makes this this movie just shine. Um, what did the losers do wrong? Um, the stakes didn't need to be this high for this type of film. Again, we didn't need uh, island sucking bombs. <laughs> yeah, uh, as the protagonist ISBs, as they're called. Joel. It was a, hell, even the fucking A team movie that we're comparing this to didn't have stakes no, that high. No. It was just you know people are after other people and there's government They're and trying to mobsters clear their name and and money and guns and that's all you need to know, yep, right? Yep. Um, so I think it, it took a little too far. I absolutely agree with you on that. I think that this movie could have just been a, a lot more intimate. The first steps of trying to clear their name, like how it works in the book, <laughs> it's more of like this, and and they're a lot more like underground and we kind of see like how they acquire their little bases of operations oh i like that we don't really get to see in the movie yeah um but yeah the, it's the stakes start at we just need to clear our names we're trying to get ourselves back in the country we're trying to clear our names and then it escalates when you get like much further into the series so i absolutely agree with you on that uh if we were going to remake the losers how would we do that sir i've got quite a few here looks like i've done four in my recast Oh, so you're kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, eight. Uh, oh, you have eight? I was, <laughs> I was like four. You know what I was doing? I was I was breaking them up because the way I have to count, my eyes was uh-huh. breaking into the pairs of four. I have eight Seven as well. Four. Nice. Yeah. So who do we want to start with? Uh, I have Wade. He's at uh, the bottom of my okay. list. He was yeah. the henchman, Max's henchman. How about Dave Bautista? Dave that? Bautista's good, he man. He can be funny, but he also looks like a bodyguard. Are we doing a theme? No, are you, no are theme you doing for me. A theme? No okay. theme for me. Uh, I went with Sam Worthington. Uh, ooh, oh yeah oh yeah. nice for speaking of avatar uh-huh are you I'm, going with a the theme not no no okay. nope. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of sam worthington but in all <laughs> fairness looking at this character i'm like that'd be a good character for him and speaking yeah right and speaking of actors um slash actresses who are a little overexposed man he was just in he was in that terminator he was, film man, he was in everything he was in avatar for like a good three years he was in every movie he, that came out he was in like three big movies in one year i feel mm-hmm. uh, but yeah uh, all right, so who we go to next? I went to Max. Max. Get him out of the way. He's our villain. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I have three here. I'd rather, Just it's, in case we have some crossover, who's yours? Uh, Will Arnett. Oh, oh, my God! Yes, dude. Dude, that is fucking perfect. <laughs> yes, Oh, that's sir. amazing. I, I was like, who who would do the, like, this, the dry, sarcastic wit that Max has throughout that's this perfect. movie? The only problem you have with casting Will Arnett now is that mm. he's become such a caricature of himself. People know him. That's like, uh, he's... Like it's got to be a much deeper role for him to do something like that, yeah, and, I it, agree. and it to work. Well, that's better than any of the options that I had. But I'm gonna go with Edward Norton. How about Ed Norton's that? good. Man. He's funny. This is kind of a dark comedy, uh-huh. and uh, Fight Club is one of my favorite films. And Death to Smoochie, he's fantastic. That, there you go. Also, Hulk. As <laughs> yeah. a dark comedy. Dark comedy. Uh, let's see what else. All right, so we did Wade. I, we did Max. I got Cougar. Cougar. Uh, Gail Garcia Bernal. No, how would I know him? You would know him from God knows what. I just Googled like Hispanic okay. actors. 
I think he was in like the Men Who Stare at Goats or one of those. What was that movie about? Like the the World War Two guys that yeah. were saving the uh, the artifacts of the art. Yeah, isn't that what that's the what it was called? Right? No, no, I don't want to create account IMDb. No, it, what movie that, am I looking up? I don't know. Or actor Gail G A E L Garcia E L. Yeah, G A E L. There it is, right there on the top. Garcia. Y tu mama también. Oh, see, I remember him. <laughs> Oh, he's also doing a voice in uh, Coco. In Coco. That's the new Pixar And the Motorcycle Diaries. Year. Motorcycle Diaries. Uh-huh. Mozart in the and, Jungle. Uh, there we go. Yeah, bunch of stuff in Spanish. <laughs> so that's what... <laughs> well done, that's Joe. That's who I picked. Well, I went with uh, a little more recognizable uh, Hispanic. How about Michael Peña? Michael Peña. From Ant-Man and... Yes. Lots of stuff. And he was in the, uh, the Broadchurch remake, the American... Remake of Broadchurch. And also uh, and the, Broadchurch the, the remake Hawaii that was in America. Not Hawaii Five-0. What's the one that just came out? Chips. Uh, Chips. Chips remake. Yeah, that was a good film. <laughs> Dude, I saw that at the, at the drive-in. Did you see it? Is it any good? I don't, saw that at the drive-in. I, I hated it so much, we walked to other screens <laughs> walked to, other... to watch other movies while that one was on. All right, Left well, in the comfort of our I car. We'll stay away from that one. Pooch. Pooch. Pooch is up next. All right. Uh, I went with John Boyega. <laughs> nice. I went with Donald Glover. Donald Glover's good, man. Mm, Donald he's funny. Glover's he's, he's no, he's good. And I I heard that he's in Spider Man Homecoming, which is awesome because a lot of people were saying that he would make a great Spider Man. Uh, so oh, that's, interesting. That's cool. That's cool that they did that. He is in that. I forgot. Still about haven't that. seen it. So, uh, clearly, <laughs> saw the Dark Tower. Saw fucking Transformers Five. Yeah, what's but I up? Still, no, I don't know, man. That's right. What's going on? I uh, said, hey, <laughs> hey. What's next? What's yeah. next is Chris Evans Chris slash Jensen. Jensen. Mm-hmm. Dude, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, of course, man. Yeah, Fucking you want a Ryan Reynolds. muscular, funny guy. That's amazing. Yes. That is the perfect casting. Um, I did not do that. I did Justin Timberlake instead. Oh, I like him in films. I'd like to see him do a little more acting JT. outside of see, Saturday Night Live. He's he's good. When he does his comedy stuff on SNL, yeah. he's really great. I see him in this role. Some of his, his dramas. <laughs> I have yet to see. I am so upset. He did this one movie where people have like timers on their arms oh yeah timeless right no was, what's it it's called? called in time in time and i'm like motherfuckers you got justin timberlake call it just in time <laughs> <laughs> why the fuck would you not do that uh so jt and ryan reynolds which brings us mm. to aisha aisha played by zoe saldani in this film in yeah. mine i'm gonna go with uh, rosario dawson that's what i did too no way that's what i did too oh yeah should have seen that coming. no that's good that's good casting man there you go great minds think alike <laughs> and ours too <laughs> uh all right so we've got roke you want to do idris roke elba next? is it idris or idris i think it's i think it's idris elba i saw you oh idris idris Id- idris it's neither idris nor idris i think it's idris it's a, it's I don't a know. lazy i am notorious for fucking getting names wrong i like uh, idris elba i cast jamie fox the, oh, oh man, that's fantastic! Yeah. yeah, I know my casting for this is fucking phenomenal. Well, what about uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor? Dude, though? that's really fucking good too. Right? That's really fucking good. And too. especially because he ends up being the bad guy, and we've seen him do that in yeah. uh, Firefly in or Serenity. Serenity, whatever. Come on, you and know what I mean. and he kind of becomes the bad guy at the end of uh, Doctor Red Belt. Strange. That's right. Oh, oh, the, Red oh Belt. that's right. He does. They're setting him up. Red Belt. Mm. Uh, and then uh, Clay. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's a hard one, man. I went with another three-named actor. Um, Michael Clark Duncan. Robert Downey Jr. Ooh. You know what? That's not a bad idea. You lifted your fist like you were He's about to about fucking <laughs> hit me. <laughs> you know what, motherfucker? I was like, Jesus. Get man. out of this house with that dog. All right. All right. <laughs> Take your fucking cranberry juice. <laughs> what are you, on your fucking period? <laughs> It's that's a diuretic. A, that's a great idea. <laughs> I just start reciting all the lines from The Departed. Get him his fucking cranberry juice. That's a great idea, man. Yeah, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. I like him in that. Yeah. 
interesting, a little bit of a different take, but still kind of the same type of character. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think he's age appropriate. Dark and stormy, yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Um, well, I I can't get over the uh, striking resemblance that Jeffrey Dean Morgan has to Javier Bardem. And I haven't seen him do... Hello, James. I know, that's the problem. He does so many villains. I'm Pirate of the Caribbean now. <laughs> Between that... Oh, I forgot about Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, he was just in that last one that nobody that saw. That James Bond movie, and then also um, uh, No Country for All Men. His only good role. Oh, come on. What? Come on what? You didn't like Eileen? James Bond? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. He's done, What about... Uh, mm, James. Actually, wasn't he in mm-hmm. Itu Mama Tambien? He, he probably was. He was inside Itu Mama Tambien. <laughs> Javier Bardem. He was up on top there. Where? Oh. Actor. No Country for Old Men. No shit. Skyfall. Skyfall. Mm -hmm. The Sea Inside. Oh, beautiful. That's the one I'm thinking of. Beautiful. Automata. Automata. I didn't know he was in that. Automata. Uh, uh, Who's directing yours? Uh, I mentioned him several times in this uh, episode. Guy Ritchie. Peter Berg. Of course. He was originally supposed to direct it. Yeah, and he left to do what? The Kingdom. Oh, is was that what it, it the was? Kingdom? Or was it? I, I can't remember. I thought it was. It was films. I thought it was. And when I saw The Kingdom, I was like, this motherfucker's going to be directing the fucking losers. This is going to be great. And oh. he didn't. I was surprised. I was surprised by that. But the guy who did direct it um, did a really, yeah. really great job. Sylvain White. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, guys, you can see Peter Berg. They've got Marky Mark is doing all those commercials right now for like <laughs> the cable or whatever. Yep. Have you seen those? Yes, so I have. So there's one where he's like watching it on his phone. And there's Peter Berg doing like a cooking show. Oh, no way. And then zombies show up and take him out. <laughs> but I was like, I was telling Sarah, we saw it yesterday. I was like, that's fucking Peter Berg. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing in this commercial? Somebody's a favor. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, guys. If you've got any thoughts about the losers or our recasting or just our thoughts in general, and you want to add your two cents, you can do that on Facebook. In the search bar, put in the editing bay. That's going to bring up that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Uh, and that's where you could talk back to us. And if you've got a suggestion for a movie you'd like for us to watch in the future, uh, you can go ahead and put it down there as well. We've also got a website, right, Joel? Sure do. It's editingbay.com. When you go there, you're going to find links to our social networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, and also our Twitter handle, which is at the editing bay. Right? Isn't that yes. at the editing bay? Yeah. Um, also, we have uh, pictures from our live show. I need to be updating those soon if you want to support the show. <laughs> from all of our live shows. There's some merch. Well, just uh, well, I've taken a lot of stuff. If you follow us on Facebook, you see I, I try to snap photos every now and then. Uh, hell, Joe, maybe I'll snap one right now no, that I will don't. then post. This yeah, is, you're wearing my Sand People is, shirt that I bought time. you from right Hawaii. Now, this is not the time. The you're looking I'm, great. The way I'm feeling, this is not the time. You're being very... Listen, Joel. Okay. Putting, will, the, putting the phone away. I will break your fucking phone. Well, you won't see a picture from this week's episode on EditingBay.com. <laughs> but, but maybe next week. Lots of other things. Also, uh, an archive section here, all of our past episodes. I'm working on a way to get uh, all... Working my way back to you, Because we're babe. approaching our 200th episode... Episode? Episode? Just episode. in time, because we have forgotten how to talk. <laughs> our 200th... 200th... <laughs> FML. Episode uh, coming up in a couple of months. It's my favorite sports league, and unfortunately, you can only hear one hundred episodes. I play for the MFL, <laughs> the FML. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Editingbay.com. Okay, guys. Um, if you would be so kind, we would really appreciate it if you left us a five star rating and review. Uh, all you have to do is go to your podcasting app. In fact, if you got an Apple device, that's probably what you're listening to us on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and tap on that. Put in the editing bay in the search function or Next Wave Radio. I don't know why you would do Next Wave Radio because we're the only show. Oh, right for now. now. Uh, that's right. Mm. There are talks. Mm. There are talks mm. about video game talk. Um, okay, yeah. So go ahead and put the editing bay in the search function. That's going to bring up our little podcast. Tap on the logo 
and then leave us a rating and a review, five-star review. That'd be fucking fantastic. Um, and if you don't have an Apple device, you can subscribe to us by using the Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic apps with your Android. Mm-hmm. Um, so the past couple of weeks, we've had a little deal going on where it's like, hey, if you tweet... Uh, at the editing bay mm-hmm. with the title of the movie that we're talking about or this DM week. Or DM me. Don't tweet. Or, or D, yeah, DM, mm-hmm. Dungeon Master Joel. <laughs> and then uh, and, and we might give you a download movie for free. And all you have to do is give us a little review of it. Yeah. And we had one of our listeners, Michael Daly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he picked Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's, yes, we had, uh, I think, a couple of uh, codes for that. He's, right. He uh, picked one of them. Okay, cool. So uh, what we're going to do right now is give you Michael Daly's review of Suicide Squad. Take it away, Mike. Hello, Joe and Joel. Superfan Michael Daly here with a review of Suicide Squad. This is a movie adaptation of a comic of the same name. The movie has some pretty big name actors, such as Will Smith playing Deadshot, Viola Davis playing Amanda Waller, and Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, everyone's favorite villain. But unfortunately, this still could not make up for the shortcomings of this script writing and lackluster performance of the, some of the other performers. The biggest one of all is the Joker. Did not need to be in this movie at all. Felt no reason for him. He didn't add anything to the story other than everyone thought he should be in the movie. This is just not what we want in comic book movies. The weak tie-ins with the other movies that are in the DC Universe, such as uh, Batman v Superman and The Man of Steel definitely didn't carry over as well. The only redeeming factor of that was Ben Affleck as Batman, which I did find that was great performance. I did want to point out a couple of good performances. Will Smith as Deadshot, the backstory, the intricacies they did, I felt that he really did understand the character. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, I hate to admit it, definitely was a good item there. The other characters seemed like they were taking a backseat just to those two characters. Like they were trying to focus too much on these two characters, not the entire team. As that I've read some of the comics in my youth, I find that the comic t- was much better than the movie. So I hope to hear this on the show and hopefully hear about your guys' take on it. Thanks again for giving me this opportunity to review this movie. You guys have a great day and keep up the awesome work. I love your guys' show. Uh, thank you very much, Michael. That was awesome. Do and you agree? I agree. I mm-hmm. do. I agree with him uh, almost completely. You were nodding that, your head, I noticed, yes, as we were listening. That, uh, that Will Smith was like the best part of the movie, that they, they did not give the proper attention to all the characters. Mm-hmm. They just focused on a few. Also, Margot and Robbie. Fucking Margot Robbie, I probably... You d- disagree a little I, bit. I that. agree to disagree on I liked Margot her. Robbie. She was, of the 45 minutes of that film, I saw she was my favorite part yeah i like the will smith story i thought that mm-hmm. if they had just kind of gone down that road a little bit more it would have been great could have been a standalone film it, it really could have mm-hmm. uh but the uh yeah the whole joker thing did not need to be there no superfluous had, it was just because they're like oh people love the joker let's throw him in this fucking yeah thing. we loved the last joker yeah and jared oh, leto is not that no he isn't dude just the fucking the, to, the way they portray this joker like he's just some fucking thug working in a fucking strip club i know get the fuck out of town with that um, but yeah, no, that was a, a great review, Mike. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, if you'd like to join the fun, we still have plenty of download codes for some movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and DM at the editing bay. And in fact, we had a winner with the title of uh, of this one of this this which week's is episode. The Losers. Yes, exactly. So DM mm-hmm. me the loser. Just as last week, uh, we had listener Kyle DM'd me uh, Forrest Gump. 
Uh, and we gave him his uh, choice of downloads, and I think he chose uh, The Arrival. Oh, dude, I cannot so wait to hear, we'll hear that, that or some other movie. I've got some hot sports opinions about The Arrival. So tune in next week, hopefully, for uh, another listener's review of another film. Very cool. Hey, what are we going to talk about next week? Well, Joe, we're quickly coming to the end we're of the summer. We're always quickly coming. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of uh, Back to School things. With Rodney Dangerfield? Already. That's right. No, no, we're not. Actually, didn't we do that film already? I don't think we did. Oh. <laughs> Coming soon to an episode of the Editing Bay, but not next week. Next week, uh, as we approach the end of the summer, this is our last ditch to uh, to do some things, some summer-themed things. Some people go on vacations. Some people go camping. Some people get their family, load them up, uh, and head to the great outdoors. Oh, God. Oh, so God. we are going to review a John Candy film from, what, the mid-80s? Dan Aykroyd. Also Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Uh, one, of a great, one of the great comedies, I think. Holy shit. Some, some problems production-wise, but yeah. Well, I haven't seen that film in maybe 20 or so years. Okay, so. well, when we watch the movie, you pay attention to the scenes where the bear is jumping up and down on the door. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the animal trainers off screen with a stick. <laughs> oh, really? You fucking see the stick. In <laughs> fact, you could probably see it on YouTube right now. This is before computers. <laughs> yes, it is. And PETA, apparently. Except they, we did have Star Wars and compositing and stuff. <laughs> so, Not that big of a budget for I'm the looking, great outdoors, I am I looking forward to this, though. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Well, Annette Benning was in this fucking movie? No idea. Holy shit. This is going to be fun, man. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Me neither. Curious to see how it holds up. The Great Outdoors. Is that on uh, Netflix? Uh, I think we're going to have to pay for this one. We'll have to pay for this one. Okay, cool. But worth it. Guys, we're going to watch The Great Outdoors. I almost said The Great Indoors. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fuck this. Uh, All right. We're we're on our way out. Mm. And what do I want to say? I hope you feel better, Joe. I hope I feel better too, man. I hope Uh, your pain is relieved. Well, after two bottles of cranberry juice, I really need to take a fucking piss. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week for the great outdoors. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.